Faith, Hope and Love, episode 307, the 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B. Again this weekend, the scriptures are truly beautiful, and they give us a deep insight into the love of God, God's utter commitment to us, who are his cherished sons and daughters. Sadly, death is an all-too-clear reality in the world and in the lives of all of us. But the Lord is at pains to point out that death was not God's original plan. God's continuing plan is to make us forever his beloved children and to be faithful to us in this life and into eternal life. God wants us to be always in his care. God wants us to know that deeply, always. Added to this, God's reaction to death is virtually the same as ours. Sadness, deep feelings of loss, an overwhelming compassion for those who are affected, a depth of love and feeling for us so deep and so great that one will never ever witness anything greater. Loss leads to our beloved God reaching out to help and being in there with us in the midst of it. The good news is that God has the last word in all things. And that's deeply reassuring, especially when not everything makes sense in our narrow vision of the world. We individual humans have a limited lifespan and we don't get to see the whole picture. So it is deeply reassuring to know that God, who sees all of it, promises that what cannot be set right in this life will most certainly be set right in the next. But our God of justice is also just as quick to point out that there is no excuse for not doing everything possible to make things better in this life, to make things right in this life, to not overlook the injustices and wrongs with the excuse that, oh, it'll be all right in heaven. Our Lord was constantly at work in his earthly ministry, alleviating injustice, healing suffering and desolation. And he was constantly at work in this life, right here in there with the people. And he also said about including the excluded, calling out double standards, forgiving those stuck in past wrongs, and all the time showing true compassion, love and generosity to everyone he met here and now. He calls us to follow in those loving footsteps too. Jesus wants to bring life into every situation and the promise of hope and life into even the direst of situations. He is the resurrection and the life. In contrast, many of the treasures of this life are in limited supply. The amount of money around, other earthly goods, they're limited, and unjustly they're not distributed evenly amongst all who are in need. But God's storehouse of true and lasting treasures, such as love, self-giving, life, compassion, mercy, sharing, and so on, there's no limit to that. God's supplies are excessive and more than sufficient. God invites us to join him in this different way of thinking that leads to different ways of acting. For example, Jesus could have said, Now that I've healed the lady who touched me unexpectedly, my powers have been drained and that's it for today. But no, he didn't do that. He didn't even know she was going to be inspired by faith to take this chance to touch him and be healed. He congratulated her for doing this in faith. Then he continued on his way. He was heading to the house of the official to heal that man's daughter, and he would do this, even after this surprise healing. God's storehouses are overflowing. 
We do not need to compete with each other for God's love, God's mercy, and God's grace and faithfulness. It's there in abundance for everyone. There's enough for all, even in times of unexpected things happening. We sometimes find unexpected requests and interruptions to our days or lives to be a real trial and a peripheral annoyance. But Jesus included people and responded to interruptions and surprises as if this is rightly all part of life's expectations. The unexpected was to be expected. And of course it always is. The unplanned and the unscheduled is actually a regular, vast horizon of God's gracious possibilities and are eagerly to be responded to. This requires us to change our thinking as well as our expectations. Our Lord says, after raising the girl from the dead, give her something to eat, reminding us she's not just revived from the dead, she's fully alive again. And as such, she's in need of nourishment like anyone else. All these actions show us that God wants us to fully engage in life and reach out to others in their needs, even the unexpected ones. The God of the resurrection is constantly at work turning disasters into life-giving possibilities and will, at the last, call each of us to get up and walk. God never acts in half measures. This is Faith, Hope and Love. When I was a child My youthful heart when it was running wild But wiser now I will rest those ways Though somehow a part of me can say For faith, hope and love abide And the All people clap your hands, cry to God with shouts of joy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Hello everyone, and may our Lord's mercy renew you, as we gather to listen to God's word and contemplate the wonderful sacraments of God's love. My brothers and sisters, to prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries, let us first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, you have revealed yourself as the way to the Father. Lord, have mercy. You have poured out on your people the Spirit of Truth. Christ, have mercy. You are the Good Shepherd, leading us to eternal life. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in
Let us pray as children of the light. O God, who through the grace of adoption chose us to be children of light, grant, we pray, that we may not be wrapped in the darkness of error, but always be seen to stand in the bright light of truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Book of Wisdom God did not make death, and he does not delight in the death of the living. For he created all things so that they might exist. The generative forces of the world are wholesome, and there is no destructive poison in them, and the dominion of Hades is not on earth. For righteousness is immortal. For God created man for incorruption and made him in the image of his own eternity. But through the devil's envy, death entered the world. And those who belong to his company experience it. The Word of the Lord. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me and have not let my enemies rejoice over me. O Lord, you have raised my soul from the dead, restored me to life from those who sink into the grave. Sing psalms to the Lord, you who love him. Give thanks to his holy name. His anger lasts but a moment, his favour through life. At night there are tears, but joy comes with dawn. The Lord listened and had pity. The Lord came to my help. For me you have changed my mourning into dancing. O Lord my God, I will thank you for ever. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, now as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in utmost eagerness, and in our love for you. So we want you to excel also in this generous undertaking. For you know the generous act of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, 
so that by his poverty you might become rich. I do not mean that there should be relief for others and pressure on you, but it is a question of a fair balance between your present abundance and their need, so that their abundance may be for your need, in order that there may be a fair balance. As it is written, The one who had much did not have too much, and the one who had little did not have too little. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Our Saviour Jesus Christ has done away with death and brought us life through his gospel. Alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When Jesus had crossed in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was by the sea. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, fell at his feet, and begging him repeatedly, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, so that she may be made well and live. So Jesus went with him, and a large crowd followed him and pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for twelve years. She had endured much under many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and she was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard about Jesus, and came up behind him in the crowd, and touched his cloak. For she said, If I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately her hemorrhage stopped, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Immediately aware that power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you? How can you say, Who touched me? He looked all around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him, and told him the whole truth. Jesus said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the leader of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. Jesus allowed no one to follow him. When they came to the house of the leader of the synagogue, he saw a commotion people weeping and wailing loudly. When he had entered, he said to them, Why do you make a commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. 
and they laughed at him. Then Jesus put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, Little girl, get up. And immediately the girl got up and began to walk about, for she was twelve years of age. At this they were overcome with amazement. He strictly ordered them that no one should know this, and told them to give her something to eat. The Gospel of the Lord In today's Gospel, Jesus has returned to the west shore of the Sea of Galilee. He's now on home ground and, as usual, large crowds have gathered round him. Yet one person, an important person, comes forward. Jairus is a Jewish official, the supervisor of activities in the temple. Yet in spite of his influence and his religious status, he shows great humility and falls at the feet of Jesus and begs him to save a life, the life of his 12-year-old daughter. He's clearly a desperate man and he craves the help of the one person who can save his daughter. So in this great act of humility for this influential man, as we all know, desperation can drive us to do things that might otherwise make us uncomfortable. Oddly, Jesus says nothing and promises nothing. He simply follows him to his house. He lets his actions speak for him. Death, sickness, anguish and a series of human miseries are brought to our consideration by today's readings. We find light in them to understand all these limitations of our nature. Wisdom explains the origin and nature of death to us. It says, death was not God's doing. He takes no pleasure in the extinction of the living. To be, for this he created all. Death, we are told, is the result of that primeval disobedient choice of our first parents. But even though we die, death is not an annihilation. God formed us to be imperishable. He made us in the image of his own nature. We believe there is life after death, and furthermore, a moment will come when death, the last of the enemies, will be destroyed. He gives his followers, which of course includes us, examples of how we might approach similar incidents in our lives. So this gospel, along with many other strong examples, tells us of a man who had a fierce kinship with those who suffer, who does not disappoint those who look to him for help. Like Jairus, there are many who suffer on behalf of their loved ones and who feel powerless when they're confronted by the pain of those they love. So it's only when Jesus arrived at the house of Jairus that he speaks his first words. Do not be afraid. Only have faith. See, he ignores the words of the messengers who inform him that the little girl has died. In fact, he rebukes them and tells them to leave. His serene hope contrasts sharply with their despair. After which he tells them the girl is only sleeping. And he tells her to rise. What are we to make of this story and, and what did the early Christians make of it? They too suffered many illnesses resulting in death. 
for Mark and his readers, this story is the manifestation of the power of the risen Lord to dominate death itself. The nature of death at the time was such a mystery, and in the absence of understanding, many strange explanations and myths surfaced. This chapter indicated that faith in Jesus can transform life and can offer victory over death. It's a sleep from which he can and will awaken them, not in this world, but in the world to come. Those watching and listening came to understand that when the world offered no hope, the power of God can prevail over sickness and even death itself. In that way, he shows us that he's come to take upon himself our sickness and our death. So in the midst of our sufferings, which are sometimes even more acute because we fail to understand them, we should remember our Lord's compassion. Even if we do not know the reason for them, he does. And ultimately, we should find our consolation in him. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. We call upon the Lord who turns mourning into dancing, changes death into life, and is mindful of our needs. For the Church, that Christ's love for the poor and the sick will be shown in our lives. Lord, hear us. For leaders of government, that they may legislate with respect for all human life, from conception to natural death. Lord, hear us. For the sick, especially those with serious and long-term illnesses, that Christ will touch them with his healing hand and give strength to those who care for them. Lord, hear us. For the oppressed and exiled, that they may find refuge in God's love and practical charity from those around them. Lord, hear us. For the dead, that they may have eternal life promised to them by the God of the resurrection, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Lord, giver of life, we ask you to hear our humble prayers, which we offer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. 
fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. O God, who graciously accomplished the effects of your mysteries, grant we pray that the deeds by which we serve you may be worthy of these sacred gifts. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For through his paschal mystery he accomplished the marvellous deed by which he has freed us from the yoke of sin and death, summoning us to the glory of being now called a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for your own possession, to proclaim everywhere your mighty works, for you have called us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. To you, therefore, most merciful Father, we make humble prayer and petition through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, that you accept and bless these gifts, these offerings, these holy and unblemished sacrifices, which we offer you firstly for your holy Catholic Church. Be pleased to grant her peace, to guard, unite and govern her throughout the whole world, together with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant Ken, and all those who, holding to the truth, hand on the Catholic and apostolic faith. Remember, Lord, your servants. And all gathered here, whose faith and devotion are known to you, for them we offer you this sacrifice of praise, or they offer it for themselves and all those who are dear to them, for the redemption of their souls, in hope of health and well-being, and paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true in communion with those whose memory we venerate, especially the glorious ever-Virgin Mary, Mother of God, and our Lord Jesus Christ, and blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, James, John, Thomas, James, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Simon and Jude, Linus, Cletus, Clement, Sixtus, Cornelius, Cyprian, Lawrence, Chrysogenus, 
John and Paul, Cosmas and Damien, and all your saints. We ask that through their merits and prayers, in all things we may be defended by your protecting help. Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept the oblation of our service, that of your whole family. Order our days in your peace, and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation and counted among the flock of those you have chosen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge and approve this offering in every respect. Make it spiritual and acceptable so that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands, and with eyes raised to heaven, to you, O God, his Almighty Father. Giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up, for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands. And once more giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection, until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the blessed Passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven of Christ your Son, our Lord, we, your servants and your holy people, offer to your glorious majesty, from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim the holy bread of eternal life and the chalice of everlasting salvation. Be pleased to look upon these offerings with a serene and kindly countenance and to accept them as once you were pleased to accept the gifts of your servant Abel the just, the sacrifice of Abraham our father in faith and the offering of your high priest Melchizedek, a holy sacrifice, a spotless victim. In humble prayer we ask you, Almighty God, command that these gifts be borne by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high, in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us who through this participation at the altar receive the most holy body and blood of your Son may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing. Remember also, Lord, your servants, who have gone before us with the sign of faith, and rest in the sleep of peace. Grant them, O Lord, we pray, and all who sleep in Christ a place of refreshment, light and peace. To us also, your servants, who, though sinners, hope in your abundant mercies, 
graciously grant some share and fellowship with your holy apostles and martyrs, with John the Baptist, Stephen, Matthias, Barnabas, Ignatius, Alexander, Marcellinus, Peter, Felicity, Perpetua, Agatha, Lucy, Agnes, Cecilia, Anastasia, and all your saints. Admit us, we beseech you, into their company, not weighing our merits, but granting us your pardon, through Christ our Lord, through whom you continue to make all these good things, O Lord. You sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them, and bestow them upon us. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death gave life to the world, free me by this most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Communion Antiphon Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all within me, his holy name. 
A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all those who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection. What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. May this divine sacrifice we have offered and received Fill us with life, O Lord, we pray, so that bound to you in lasting charity, we may bear fruit that lasts forever. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone, and may God's grace strengthen your faith, hope and love. 
And may the Lord surprise you even in the trials and challenges of this coming week. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal 3rd Edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelp, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007, and this arrangement, Stephen Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2021. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on high.